Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with The Fall Guy. What are you doing later? Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. What's happening, guys? Happy Wednesday, and welcome to the Dynasty War Zone. Deep. People's Dynasty Podcast. On today's show, I'm going to be discussing Dynasty Blue Chips. That's right. What are Blue Chip players? Who are Blue Chip players? How do they relate to your Dynasty roster? And so much more. Now, normally this is the part of the podcast where I would introduce my co-host, Mr. Jerry Sinclair, the man of the hour, the man with the power. But uh, I'm doing this on vacation. I am away with my family the first time in about a year and a half, so feels good to get away. I'm uh, staring at the ocean. Maybe slightly, you can hear it in the background, a little uh, background noise is the ocean splashing on the beach, but just away with my family and trying to have a good time. So uh, Jerry will be back next week. We'll be back into the final episode of our Dynasty Hot Takes, uh, the tight end edition. I know not too many people are super excited about tight ends, but well, let's be honest, you, you got to handle them as they come. So I'm going to jump into Dynasty Blue Chips, but real quick, want to remind you that the Rookie Rundown has been dropping on Fridays for the last, you know, the last couple of weeks. Our boy Dallas has been busy with his work schedule, with his personal schedule, if you follow Dallas on Twitter at Salad Galore, you'll know that he was out on a little vacation himself over the July 4th weekend. But I expect him back, uh, and I expect him back pretty soon. So be on the lookout for more rookie rundown as Dallas continues to look at the futures of rookies division by division, uh, as well as new editions of the Dynasty War Games. Uh, Jesse, Chad, and Mike, you know, they've been out here making the summer dead zone a lot less dead. They've been making summer fun with a lot of their comments and content, talking about trades, what's going on uh, within the space. Uh, they've been doing a great job. I expect to have them back in the not too distant future as well. You know, it's just hard. You know, it's just hard right now with a, being a four day holiday weekend. Those guys normally record on Friday. Dallas normally records on Sunday. You know, do I? You know, do we expect them to be out recording podcasts over the holidays? Nah, we, we'd love to give you content. And uh, the streak here at the main show, the DWZ, will stay intact. But uh, you'll have more of those guys soon. And speaking of soon, be on the lookout for the return of the Fantasy Football Smackdown. It'll be here before you know it. Last thing, and I'll get into good people, bad tweets. Uh, five-star reviews. I looked, we're up to 260 
man, if we could get to 300 by the time that the season starts, that would be incredible. I'll work with Jerry. We'll figure out a giveaway, and we'll post that soon. Uh, and then uh, we did five-star reviews, uh, YouTube. And then actually all of our socials, Dynasty Warzone, everywhere, but Instagram is everywhere, but TikTok. This, uh, this ocean view has got me a little flustered. But, yeah, g- give us a follow everywhere, especially YouTube, especially Instagram. Trying to get away from, from Twitter. I know it's hard. Uh, you can follow the show everywhere except TikTok because, well, as we like to say, fuck TikTok. All right. So, again, this was supposed to be our tight end show. Uh, again, I appreciate your understanding with any audio imperfections as I am recording this via my headphones and my phone on the patio of our Burbo. So um, let's jump into everybody's favorite segment. Let's talk good people, good tweets. And this was one of my tweets inspired by Derek Brown. If you don't know Derek, I believe he's with Fantasy Pros? Question mark? But Derek's at, at dbro underscore ffb. Again, search Derek Brown. He's got the, uh, I don't know what cartoon show that is, but he's got like a cartoon avatar of a dude with a beard and a hat on backwards, which ironically looks just like Derek. And he tweets, if you are waiting to quote unquote see it in fantasy football before buying in on a player, you're already too damn late. Good luck with that. And, and I came over the top and I was like, he's right. You know, this is the type of mentality is how you get the RB1 from last year. So in this case, Jonathan Taylor is the 101 this year analysis. You know, it permeates all over the fantasy state. You know, and I, and I tweeted, remember, kids, the 2022 RB1 overall in points scored will be the 2023 101 overall in a 1QB. It, it's, it's okay to do that um, because – we should be chasing greatness. We should be chasing guys that give us the best chance to win. And that's true. And, and that's fine. In your redraft league, someone's going to draw the 101. A lot of us don't do Kentucky Derby-style drafting where you get a pick your draft spot and say, hey, you got the 101, you got the 112, you got the 108. Draft. Okay. But, but the real RB1, the odds of it being Jonathan Taylor – are significantly lower. So for me, I'm always looking, especially in the dynasty, that's what I focus on. I'm really focusing on how can I find this year's Jonathan Taylor. It's why I like Javante Williams so much. Uh, Now, do I think he should be the 101 in a startup? No. But I'm looking at all the intangibles, which are not that different than Jonathan Taylor's last year. That's where you get value. You don't get value by taking Jonathan Taylor 101. Again, in redraft, somebody has to do it. I understand it. But maybe maybe at the 101, you want to go a safer route. Maybe, maybe you want to go Justin Jefferson at the 101. Maybe you want to go Cooper Cup. Maybe you want to go mega wide receiver one. Remember, Cooper Cup was the most point-scoring player in fantasy football last year in your standard ESPN scoring full point PPR. So maybe you want to go that way. Maybe you love Justin Jefferson. You love the offensive coordinator, play caller upgrade, still have a, still has a safe QB in Kirk Cousins. 
Uh, good support around him and Thielen, the return of Irv Smith Jr. So, so maybe you want to go with, with a real hero play and then come back around at that 2-3 turn and, and double tap running back there. Again, it's a, it's a strategy, but it just feels like it's tired and lazy and fantasy dogma that, you know, whoever was the, the, the RB1 last year automatically gets that bump to the RB1 this year. Uh, doesn't typically work that way. So I'm always looking for value. I'm always looking for the ability to buck convention. And sometimes you have to go with convention. But I just saw this tweet from Derek, again, at Debro underscore FFB. And it inspired me to add my own tweet to it. So that was good people, good tweets. Normally it's good people, bad tweets. But this segment is always brought to you by our patron, patreon.com forward slash Dynasty Warzone. Uh, we're getting ready to roll out Patreon 15. Our admin over there, Mr. Neil Gray, is begging to make it more of a conventional style league. I think the setup time to do some of the things we've done recently with our leagues, I think it's just a lot for him. But we love him. Uh, and we'd love you to come check it out. Uh, I love the group chat. I've seen Dozens and dozens and dozens of messages this week. Even though it's a holiday weekend, people are still talking Dynasty. It's, it's been great. And I'm still doing my bonus podcast. More on that a little bit later in the show. And for five bucks a month, like I said, I, I think, and it's, a, it's an opinion, but I think it's the best value in premium content out there. You know, and I still, I still do custom one-on-ones. Um, sometimes we record them. It's been a while. Um, since somebody's wanted to do a contractor type episode, but do not miss a DM. Do not miss a, Hey, what do you think about this trade? Hey, can you help me with a startup? Hey, can you help me again? The group chat, the bonus content, the one-on-one advice, it's all included and it's all just five bucks a month. I encourage you to check it out. Patreon.com forward slash dynasty war zone. Now on to our main topic, blue chip players for dynasty fantasy football. Uh, you know, this topic came to me, um, I listen, I don't listen to a lot of fantasy or dynasty related podcasts anymore. A, I don't want to be a, a parrot or a member of the echo chamber as it relates to dynasty. Also, I don't want to create that same content. I want to create new content, fresh content, content that other people aren't doing it. Uh, I think there's plenty of podcasts out there that do great trade based dynasty content whether it's the trade calculator guys at the dtc the dynasty trades hq guys um, russ at dynasty outhouse all of these guys do great trade-based dynasty content Uh, our friends over at the dynasty happy hour the dynasty nerds they do a great job of player valuation pods um, where they're drafting guys how they're valuing guys ranking guys I, I think that's their niche our niche over here at the dynasty war zone is taking all of those type bits of information and using it as more of a strategy based and a, and a how to win and a how to win type philosophy and, and so that's why i don't listen to a lot of other shows in the dynasty and fantasy space but i do listen to a ton of podcasts in the football space uh, I've mentioned this before here on the show. Some of my my favorites are The Stinkin' Truth with Mark Schlereth. Um, 
Oh my goodness. Um, the, 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 the GM, the GM shuffle. I'm losing my mind here on vacation. The GM shuffle with Michael Lombardi. Um, so many good ones out there. Move the sticks with Bucky Brooks. Uh, just a lot of good football only podcasts. I'll listen to anything Greg Cosell talking prospects, but that's what I focus on. And I was listening to an episode of the GM Shuffle with Mike Lombardi the other day, and, and he's doing a series on his podcast about red chips and blue chip players. And it got me thinking, how can I translate that for the listeners of this show into a podcast about dynasty and, and how to take advantage of that for our rosters? So what I'm going to do to start this episode is I'm going to share with you what Mike, Mr. Michael Lombardi, defines as a blue chip player. And then I will read to you the definition that I wrote for a dynasty blue chip player. But here's Michael Lombardi's definition of a blue chip player for the NFL. And before I get into this real quick, if you don't know who Michael Lombardi is, he's a former NFL GM. Uh, he worked with the Browns. He worked with the Raiders. Uh, he has ties to Belichick in New England. Been around the league for like 40-plus years. His son is the offensive coordinator or maybe the quarterback's coach for the Las Vegas Raiders. He and his family, obviously, last name Lombardi, have significant ties to the NFL, and he's a pretty credible source. So his definition of a blue-chip player is this. A player that demonstrates the rare abilities and can create mismatches that have an obvious impact on the game. He goes on to say, is a premier player in the league and a weapon on the field. Combines competitiveness and skill to have a consistent championship level performance. Now, the episode that he did that I am recrafting this topic from, he was covering safeties. And he has Kevin Byard of, I think it's the Titans, if I remember correctly, as his number one blue chip safety. You want his rationale? Go listen to the GM Shuffle. I highly recommend that you add it to your podcast rotation anyway, but you can check that out. My definition of what a blue chip player for Dynasty is this. A player that has demonstrated the rare ability to produce fantasy points at an elite level. He has the ability to repeat that level of elite production over and over again, whose situation is stable and whose value will not drop significantly over the next two to three years. Now, I'll, I'll, take the, I'll take that apart a little bit. A lot of players have shown a season, maybe even two, um, in the case of Rashad Penny, you know, a six-game stretch to where they can produce fantasy points at elite level, but that's just one box to check. They have to have the ability to repeat that elite production over and over again whether that's through their situation, whether that's through their talent, whether that's through their coaching staff, in the case of a wide receiver, who's their quarterback. And, and you know, this, this is why when I go over my blue chip players, this is why you won't hear a Juju Smith-Schuster. He had a blue chip season, but he has not been consistent and able to show the ability to repeat that over and over. Whose situation is stable? I'm going to talk about Justin Jefferson here in just a few minutes, and his situation is stable. I would actually argue that his situation has taken a tick up. You know, he, he got a better head coach with a better scheme. He is now running a variant of the L.A. Rams offense that we've seen be huge for guys like Cooper Cup, Devontae Adams, and, and so much more. 
add on to that the fact that he's super young, super talented. Um, it would be hard not to make him a blue chip player. Spoiler alert. Now, for me, these blue chip players, these are the building blocks for a dynasty roster. These are the players that you have to burn the ships for if you're doing a startup and you're doing a startup in the route of productive struggle. These are the guys you're, you're looking to acquire in a rebuild, uh, like an, or, an orphan rebuild, because they're worth building around. Um, no offense to a red chip player, let me throw, like DeAndre Hopkins. There, there, there is no point in building around DeAndre Hopkins. He's older. His elite production is behind him. Um, there'll be more on red chip players at, at, at a future date, but that, that is why you, you want these guys. If you're doing a startup and you're doing productive struggle, I know a lot of times people trade back, acquire a, a bunch of firsts, and, and that's cool. I'm, I'm, I'm totally cool with acquiring those firsts, but I would rather, before I start doing that, I would rather you know have two to four of these blue chip type guys to build around. You know, that way when you start getting all those rookie picks, those first, those seconds in 23 and 24, you'll be layering those picks onto guys that are proven. You know, if you layer a 2023 first, a 24 first on top of a Justin Jefferson going into year four, going into year five, whether it's a running back, another wide receiver, you're really adding to what should be a really nice piece to your existing team. Um, as far as the rebuild orphan, um, these are the guys that, that you're looking to get um, and, and you're willing to pay a premium for. You're willing to package two, three, even four assets to go get one of these guys and, and double that if you have your own 23 and 24 firsts. Um, because for me, this works two ways. You have a couple of two, three, four guys to build around. And then the rest of your team is really bad. How bad is it? It's so bad that you may have to go to your dynasty waiver wire to pick up enough players to round out a 20, 25, 30-man roster. I mean, you may have guys that you're literally dropping in droves next year, A, because you have a lot of picks, and you'll be adding these fresh guys to your mix, and B, just because they're not very good. But by having your own 23, 24 firsts, you're also dictating that you're not tanking or, or cheating or, or trying to circumvent the rules. But you're also, you're also setting up those picks to be worth more if that follows within the, the realm of rules in your, in your league. I know some leagues, they do a lottery system for the top six picks. They do a, um, a multitude of different ways to avoid tanking. That's not really the style of league that I enjoy. I, I, I think you have to be able to give really bad rosters, the team, the teams that really stink, the ability to get those elite pieces. Nothing worse than being, you know, two and twelve on the season to then wind up with the one oh five. You're you're never really gonna get the chance to be elite if that's the case. But anyway, th those are blue chip players. How I'm how I'm using them, um, how I'm trying to get them worked into, into my rosters and, and, and where I'm looking at it. Now, blue chip players, they look good on, on any roster. Obviously, if you're a competitor, you would love to have two, three, four. You'd like to have 10 of these guys. I think we all would. 
Uh, but I do think that if you're in win now mode for the next one to two seasons, I do believe that blue chip players are less, less valuable to you. And you're more into those depth pieces that will help you win. I'll cover more of that as I get into the red chip players in, in a different pod. So who are my blue chip players? I'm going to read these in no particular order. And then I am going to jump back in and discuss them. A couple of my highlighted guys. So real quick, I'm going to go through the QB position. Again, no particular order. This is not my one through six or whatever. It is Josh Allen, Dak Prescott, Justin Herbert, Patrick Mahomes, Joe Burrow, and Deshaun Watson. Uh, I'm not going to spend a whole lot of my time or your time telling you all that Josh Allen, Justin Herbert, Patrick Mahomes, and Joe Burrow are good at football. I think you know that. I think you would have probably mostly agree with me that these are blue chip players that we should be building around in our dynasty Superflex leagues. Not so much in 1QB leagues, but I don't play a ton of 1QB leagues, so I definitely wanted to make sure to spend a little bit of time on the QB position. But a couple of guys that I want to discuss and a couple of guys that you may feel are conspicuous by their absence, but I'm going to start with Dak and Deshaun Watson. Uh, I'll start with Dak. If I were starting an actual NFL franchise and I was picking from one of these six QBs, I don't believe that Dak would be one of the guys that I'm looking to build my NFL franchise around. I would be much more inclined to do that around Mahomes, Herbert, Allen, and Burrow over Dak, and maybe even some other guys. But the reason why I have Dak so highly thought of and, and... someone I'm building around is because he's just produced. You know, he's had an injury. He is not injury riddled or an injury concern. I mean, he put his foot on backwards. Shit happens. Things happen. But by and large, Dak is elite. I mean, with 17 games, you're looking at around 5,000 passing yards. You're looking at 35 to 40 touchdowns. Uh, The running game is not as elite as it used to be. And And the running game is no longer a focus of that offense. Uh, One slight concern is that Kellen Moore could eventually get a head coaching job if things continue to progress well in Dallas. But I just see Dak as a guy who's locked up long-term by contract, plays indoors, plays in a division that he does well against. And I think Jerry Jones is the type of owner that wants to do more with defense or excuse me, with offense than defense. I think he likes having splashy guys, you know, at defensive end and, you know, at the cornerback position. But I think by and large, I think this is an offensive-based team. This is an offensive-based league, and I'm really excited for Dak for the next three to five seasons. So no problem calling him a blue chip. The other guy, Deshaun Watson, this is tough. Um, This is speculative. Um, I have never ventured down the his legal battles i've always kept everything about him his suspension as it relates to dynasty um my opinion of his personal matters doesn't really mean anything uh the more i read um, the more i've always read um, i've always been a proponent of acquire deshaun watson because i don't think he's going to get the hammer Uh, i think he's probably going to get 10 games Um, and the more i read the more that that opinion is backed up uh, we'll probably know within the next week or so, 
But I look at Deshaun Watson, the dynasty guy. Let's just stick to dynasty right now. Um, he's still super young. He's going to be under contract. The the parent club, Jimmy Haslam, Andrew Barry, um, they've obviously proven there's nothing they won't do to try to put a winner on the field. It's a super competitive division. Uh, Pittsburgh has gotten better. Baltimore continues to be good. Cincinnati has gotten better. So I think this is going to be one of those sneaky divisions that you want to be a part of. The six-game suspension, 10-game suspension, is it ideal? No. But it's less impactful than a guy like Alvin Kamara. I'll, I'll, I'll jump into him here in a bit. But for me, Deshaun Watson um, is going to be a blue chip and will remain a blue chip. Um, now, if the NFL comes with the Trevor Bauer hammer, uh, for those of you that aren't baseball fans or haven't listened to me talk about this before, uh, Trevor Bauer, similar but different situation to Deshaun, um, got involved in a publicly, uh, I guess it, it landed in the, in, the, in the court of public opinion. Um, also, like Deshaun, was not found guilty in any manner of committing any crimes. But Trevor Bauer, much like Deshaun, lost severely in the court of public opinion. Trevor Bauer got a two-game suspension from Major League Baseball. That is my only fear with Deshaun Watson, is that the NFL wants this quote-unquote indefinite ban. I don't think the NFL does that. So for now, today, mid-July, I've got to consider Deshaun Watson the football player. And that, and that is all I'm talking about, is the football player. Um, I want to win fantasy championships. My, my morals and having him on my roster, I, I, I don't concern myself with that. I can separate Deshaun Watson, the football player, and Deshaun Watson, the scumbag human being. There is a difference for me. Um, but the last time that we saw Deshaun Watson play, he was having a top five QB season on a Houston team that ended up going three and 13. So we know this guy can ball. We know this guy can ball with less than ideal resources. The Cleveland Browns are loaded with talent and I'm pretty excited to see what he can do there should he uh, avoid the mega suspension. Uh, missing, the guys that I said are conspicuous by their absence are Lamar Jackson and Kyler Murray. Now, I'm just looking at that, this as me, as if it were for me. If I were doing a startup and I were building and these six QBs were off the board, I'm going to attack blue chip in another area or two before drafting Lamar and Kyler, Kyler Murray. Now, do Lamar and Kyler have the ability to be QB1 overall on a season? Yeah, they, they, they 100% do. But with Lamar, uh, my concerns are that constant. That 20, 2019 season was bananas. Uh, 2020 was, I think, QB9. And then last year we had significant injury where he missed significant time. My other concern about Lamar is that he does not – or has not, as of yet, shown the, the progression to be more than a running-level QB. So we've seen it. We've seen it in 2019. The league had a year to adjust. When the league adjusted, he dropped to the QB9. And obviously last year we don't know how everything would have played out. He got hurt. But in, in fairness, you know, if I want the QB9, let's go back to 2020. If I want the QB9, I can go get Derek Carr or Kirk Cousins at a fraction of the value. So why would I pay Lamar prices when I can get similar points 
out of those guys and can get them much later and add additional blue chips to this. And then Kyler, I, same thing. Um, always seems to be like something's nagging. Um, wants to run less and less. I, I don't. I think we've seen the best of Kyler running. Whereas I don't think that we've seen, maybe we've seen the best with Lamar, but I think we'll continue to see that level of athletic production with the legs. I just don't think Kyler Murray's that into it. I mean, he was in a playoff game and didn't run. And is, and is he that concerned about the money? Could be. Could be. But for me, this is about that repeatable. Do I think they can give me elite production? Yeah, we've seen Lamar do it. We've seen pockets and fractions and, and, and percentages of seasons with Kyler, but I need consistent. Something I'm always going to harp on is consistent. So for me, uh, these guys are just missing that band. I'm uh, going to jump into running backs real quick. My running backs are DeAndre Swift. Again, these are in no order, by the way. DeAndre Swift, Joe Mixon, Najee Harris, Jonathan Taylor, Brees Hall, Christian McCaffrey, and Javante Williams. Um, I'll speak about Mixon and McCaffrey, and I will tell you compared to some of their 2017 contemporaries, these guys barely made it. Mixon, I've talked about Mixon many times on uh, this show, on the Patreon. He's in a weird pocket for that 2017 class. He is unbelievably young i think he's still 26 even though he's going into the sixth year of, of his of his deal uh, i love this offense so for two to three years i think joe Mixon's going to be a baller uh Brees, uh not Brees hall i'm not ready to discuss him yet christian mccaffrey kind of the same thing just his use in the passing game makes him safe whether that's sam darnold or someone else at quarterback I believe that Christian McCaffrey can still be the catalyst for this offense. I think he makes everybody better. I think you go back and look at the game splits with Sam Darnold and DJ Moore when he was healthy and available, and clearly a big a big focal point of this offense if he stays healthy. And that's the problem. We're not talking about one year where he's had injuries. We're talking about two years in a row. So this is a, a big leap of faith. I honestly have more confidence in Mixon than I do McCaffrey right now going into 2022. I know that could easily reverse itself, but given the last two years, um, it's Mixon of these two, but both of these guys still make it as blue chip guys that I wouldn't mind having because I do believe they'll be around in two to three years. and I don't think their value will take a huge hit. Uh, the other two guys, the young guys, the more unproven guys, Brees Hall, and Javante Williams. I, I mentioned Javante Williams earlier in the pod. If there's anyone that I could see having a Jonathan Taylor season, it's Javante Williams. And if you're looking at Melvin Gordon going into year eight, um, just a guy that I don't see as a threat. No running back is going to go into a, a season with zero competition. Even if Melvin Gordon gets 30, 35% of the touches, that's still more than enough to make Javante Williams the, the focal point of this offense. And, you know, the timing of when Melvin Gordon re-signed with the team, I could not be more bullish on Javante Williams. I think he's a fine buy at current cost in Dynasty um, because of there is some ambiguity around him going into 2022. 
I could understand where GMs would be fading him in redraft. Uh, going into 2022, maybe you want to take a safer option at that back of the first round, top of the second round uh, draft position, get that 100%. So, But from a dynasty standpoint, uh, Javante Williams is going to smash. Same with Brees Hall. Uh, I know it's the Jets. I know Michael Carter's there um, and a handful of other bums. I think this Jets offense is poised to do some interesting things. The defense is bad. Uh, Hall is just a physical freak. And I think the running back position, more than any others, you've, you've got to have a little bit of forecasting because you can't get these guys at any real value if you wait, kind of like the, the good people, good tweets with Derek. You can't wait until you see it at the running back position. you got to kind of forecast a little. Uh, players that are missing a little conspicuous by their absence. Um, Alvin Kamara, I'll start with him. Uh, going into year six, considerable usage, probably going to miss four to six games. Uh, fine if you're a contender, fine if you're a deep roster and you can fade those four to six games. But I really don't want a running back that I'll be looking at going into year seven, eight, nine of his career at where he's going in, in startups um, and, and think that that's going to be super repeatable. Same with Austin Eckler. Um, you know, he even came out himself and said he wants to live in a world where he doesn't have to have 300 touches. You know, I think Isaiah Spiller, the more I hear about Spiller and Eckler in this role, the more, the more I like him. Uh, Nick Chubb. Nick Chubb is the, the, the quintessential red chip player for me. Um, love him. Love what he can do. I just, you know, we're going into year, I believe it's five, four, five, four. Uh, maybe it's five. Um, I know he's been around since, I think, 18, 19. And a baller, same as this next guy, Saquon Barkley. Uh, for Chubb, it's the overall involvement in the pass game, the presence of Kareem Hunt. For Barkley, it's just injuries. You know, I know you can do it, but can you stay healthy? Can you, you know, repetitively put those points in my roster? Same with Dalvin Cook. Um, Injury-prone guys going into year six of their career. Does injuries get better? Do injuries get worse? Um, and I think another guy who's the quintessential red chip player, like I said, uh, Derrick Henry. Love Henry. He's just not a blue chip. I'm not building uh, around any of these of these running backs. So that's the running back position for you. I uh, want to jump over to the wide receivers. So this is more than any other. I broke this up in tiers, and I'm not going to spend a lot of time on the, on my top tier. Uh, Justin Jefferson, Jamar Chase, CeeDee Lamb, DK Metcalf. We could probably do a whole pod, and maybe I will for the patrons, uh, on DK Metcalf and why I have him. Again, this is not a ranking. This is just the guys that uh, I'm not going to spend a lot of time on. So, again, Justin Jefferson, Jamar Chase, CeeDee Lamb, and DK Metcalf. Uh, these other guys, I actually put these uh, three guys into tiers. So, Jalen Waddle and Deontay Johnson. Uh, Waddle, they've obviously added Tyreek Hill. Deontay Johnson, they added Pickens. There's a QB change. For me, th- this is about, I've seen it. I've seen it. And in the case of Deontay Johnson, I've seen it two years in a row. And all I know is I'm getting the same offensive coordinator and a QB upgrade. Hard to not like it. Jalen Waddle. Uh, I know the presence of Tyreek Hill scares a lot of people. It does not me. I think Tyreek Hill actually helps Jalen Waddle because Jalen Waddle does a lot of stuff close to the line of scrimmage. 
He has that uber chemistry with Tua. Hard not to like these guys. So I have no problem building around these two young guys. The next two guys are guys that I love. Um, I just wish they were in better situations. And that's A.J. Brown and Terry McLaren. Uh, love the talent, hate the situation. Do I think they're good enough to overcome it? Yes. If I didn't, they would be red chip type players. These guys are still blue chips for me. Uh, you could kind of throw DK Metcalf in this bucket to some degree as well. I'm going to bet on the talent. I'm going to bet on the age. I'm going to bet on the fact that for the next two to three years, these guys will be good. Uh, A.J. Brown, Terry McLaren, the one thing they have in common, they could both have QB upgrades next year. There's no world, even with as good as Jalen Hurts has been for fantasy, that he couldn't regress and wind up losing this job going into 2023. Um, Terry McLaren, you know, uh, Carson Wentz, my man just got the bag. And I feel really good about this. I was surprised that I put him here. But as I was doing the research for this show, I was like, it's, it's hard to put him out. Uh, given what he's done, this is almost an upside type play but I would rather have Terry McLaren versus some others. It was close. Final two guys I want to talk about, Cooper Cup and Devontae Adams. A couple of 29-year-olds. No, they're not dead. Uh, Cup just turned 29. Adams will turn 29 uh, December, late December, I believe. But here's why I love them, the offense. And you're going to say, but Memphis, uh, the Raiders, you know, Josh McDaniel, brand new. For me, it's, it's all about Derek Carr. Now, if we were having this conversation and he had went to Indianapolis with Matt Ryan or anywhere where he didn't have a previous relationship with the QB, I'd be much more concerned. But these two guys are going to feast on value. They're going to be able to do that for two to three years. They're going to hold that value. So these are guys that you'll be able to flip, uh, still get a nice return on them. So that's why they made the back end of my blue chip players. Guys that are missing from this group, Tyreek Hill. Uh, I am projecting a huge step back for Tyreek Hill. Uh, I I think he'll have some best ball games. Um, But I think the volume and the overall value on this team is Waddle. Diggs, for for me, Diggs is right there in that that range. Uh, I debated. He was my most debated guy uh, to not make this. I just – had he repeated his 20 – 20 season last year, 2021, he would be undeniable. Uh, I want to see what this offense looks like and and can he continue to stick out as the alpha in it. Uh, He's that super red chip player for me. Uh, T. Higgins, uh, super high rank for a lot of services, so I thought I'd mention him. Um, Maybe, maybe, but it's clearly Jamar Chase and everybody else in in Cincinnati. Uh, Debo. Uh, super high rank for a lot of people, and for me, this is really about him not wanting to be there. So much of his fantasy value being tied to his use in the rushing game last year, rushing touchdowns. So I think it was a great season. I just don't think it's repeatable. I don't think he wants it to repeat. He doesn't want to be overused in that capacity. So for me, I couldn't put him as a blue chip. Godwin, Godwin's kind of got two things, uh, the ACL which given his age isn't in and of itself a huge deal, but there was also an MCL. And then there's also Tom Brady. So what does his life look like past Tom Brady? Um, What does he look like post-injury? What is his role? Um, So I I love the talent. 
absolutely adore the talent, but I just I couldn't see myself building a dynasty roster, whether it be a startup or a rebuild, around Chris Godwin. And then finally, um, DJ Moore. I think DJ Moore is a blue chip talent in a brown chip, brown chips pile of shit, by the way. It's just in a, in a shitty situation. You know, I'd love nothing more than DJ Moore to be traded to uh, a great offense. You know, can we trade Keenan Allen plus to get DJ Moore in the Chargers? I would, I would love that. Can we get DJ Moore on the Chiefs? Um, but the answer to that is no. He signed a contract extension. He's in Carolina, and his QB is Sam Darnold. And after that, we still don't know. So I still like his 1,150-plus receiving yards every year. I wish we could build on the, the four touchdowns. Love the 90-ish receptions. Just That's red chip. That's solid wide receiver to red chip production. All right, final category for me is the, the tight ends. Um, Travis Kelsey, Kyle Pitts, Mark Andrews, Kittle, and Waller. Uh, I do want to talk about Pitts and Kelsey. Uh, as much as I love Pitts, unless I play in a super tight end premium or a must-start-two format in tight end premium, I don't really think I'll have a lot of Pitts. I currently have zero now. Uh, I understand why people love the upside. Um, this is one of those weird ones where, for me, taking Kyle Pitts as high as he is would be similar to drafting Javante Williams or Brees Hall over Jonathan Taylor. Um, I think we all love what we think those guys can do. The difference is, is that I've just not seen them. So I can't spend that cost. This is not about the player. This is about the acquisition cost, but I do love Pitts. And then Kelsey, I almost kicked Kelsey to the red chip, but I couldn't do it based on my criteria. He's going to give you elite points. He's probably going to give you two, if you're lucky, three more years of elite, of elite production. We'll see. Um, you know, he's not that much younger than Gronk. Uh, now, his injury history is better. To me, he appears to love football more than Gronk. But for me, Kelsey is super close. He's really more of a win-now piece. He would not be someone I would be adding in a productive struggle. Uh, a couple of guys missing by their absence. Uh, Dallas Goddard and TJ Hawkinson. There was a time where two years ago I would have had TJ Hawkinson in that in that Kyle Pitts trajectory. Not quite that high, but but high. But so, someone that that I love. I think we all love. But you know we're going to year three. Um, we maybe it's year four. Um, I, I've not seen it. I need need to see it. I need to see it on a consistent level. You know, he started off super hot last year, faded down the end. I still ask myself, was the rise of Amon Ra, St. Brown, the, uh, the benefit of the, the back end of the season dipping for TJ Hawkinson? And the same thing with Goddard. Saw a good, a good season out of him last year, hoping to get a second good season out of him this year. Um, so there are my, my blue chip players um, some of my rationale behind it. I never have loved doing these longer solo edition pods. Not because I'm lazy. Um, could, could be hard to consume, maybe. Um, but I wanted to make sure we got a podcast out. Uh, Jerry was super willing. I don't know that I'll have time later this evening to actually record. I'm in a smaller condo with three other people, uh, including two teenagers and they, uh, they are watching TV, playing video games, and, and raising total hell. 
So I thought now would be the best time of the day. So I wanted to get out here and do it. Um, I will be doing a, a red chips pod, but here is where the, the, the rubber hits the road. I will be doing that probably later in the week for the patrons, exclusively over at patreon.com forward slash Dynasty Warzone. And that's like a two-way go, to use a, a route running term. You know, you have a couple of options. It's an option route. Uh, Jerry and I are going to finish the, the hot takes about the tight ends next week, and then we have some more content as we go into, into camp season. And it's a great, great reason to give you the incentive to go over to patreon.com forward slash Dynasty Warzone. Throw five bucks down. You know, maybe you just sign up for a month. Uh, you know what? Screw it. I'm going to listen for a month. I'm going to listen to one of their premium pods a day, every day, for 30 days. If you did that, you're going to get your $5 for the month of July, even though it's like a third of the way through. You're going to get more than your money's worth by going over and doing that. Plus, you'll be in the group chat as we roll into season, as we roll into redraft season. So I will be doing the Red Chips pod, the Red Chip player pod, over on Patreon. I'm going to try to do that Thursday or Friday before we head out. And uh, then we'll be back on Tuesday night on YouTube next week with my man Jerry. Uh, a lot of good stuff coming this summer, guys. I really appreciate it. Uh, I'll take one last moment to promote all of our socials. That is at Dynasty Warzone everywhere but TikTok because, as you know, fuck TikTok. Actually, maybe I'll start a TikTok while I'm here. I'll have one of these teenagers help an old guy out. But uh, Dynasty Wars on YouTube, especially subscribe over there. Uh, podcasts everywhere. Man, leave us a five star. Trying to get the 300 to work on a contest for next week. Last thing, hate brand goods. That's my buddy Matt. Uh, Matt Vincent. He is a two-time Highland Games world champion. And now he's just a guy who runs a sweet athletic brand of apparel. I love it. Uh, download the app. Just go to the App Store, Google Play, iTunes, whatever. Search H. V-I-I-I, you'll find it, or search the hate, the H-V-I-I-I.com. Just check out the stuff. Uh, it's, it's a lifestyle brand. It's an athletic brand. I'm sitting here recording in a pair of the shorts that I'm going to go jump in the ocean with because they double as swim trunks. That's what's nice about them. And uh, if you see anything you like, uh, they have coffee. They have uh, accessories, bags, cups, mugs, bottles, whatever. You pick up anything, use promo code Memphis at checkout. It'll save you a couple of bucks. So on behalf of the Jerry man who's not here, I am Memphis. Thank you for tuning in. Thank you for sitting through this solo pod. And remember, here at the Dynasty Warzone, we're just trying to make the world a better place for fantasy football. Have a great week, guys.